Hello and welcome to episode 156 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa and I'm joined by Matthew Figuera. As usual. You know, every week we get together in this weird ritual where we sit in our chairs and speak into these instruments. But unlike last week, today's cold. <laughs> Do these magical instruments. They, these magical voice they recording They vibrate instruments. like, and then somehow capture our sound and then take it through this coil and then it's on a computer. Turns it into binary and that's the magic of computing. Harry Potter which, has nothing on this which, shit. Which I will still to this day never be able to wrap my head around. The fact that we have somehow manipulated electricity and things to give us visuals and audio and games and all sorts of We have of manipulated ones things. and zeros to do fantastical things. Um, it is kind of cool. I will do say, when you get into the nitty-gritty of that, that shit is complicated AF. Yeah, I was, was going to say, do you, do you understand or know any binary? Mm-hmm. It's... We, um, um, as part of a, one of our courses at, at uh, WITS for electrical engineering was microprocessors and we learned uh binary arithmetic so adding and multiplying oh. binary wow um, stuff like that i actually kind of enjoyed it it gets weird but it's it's kind of cool but then when you have to actually apply that to like like we had to um we did a project where we could only use a programming language that targeted like the lowest level of like machine language. So essentially you're writing code in, in a way that a machine interprets it. So it's not actually English. Um, very complicated. And that really made me appreciate how incredibly cool computers are because me just trying to program a display that counts from like one to 99 is <laughs> exceedingly complex. Yeah. Like, yeah. But even, so, even yeah. just at, at the roots of that, like, Binary is just ones and zeros, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, I understand the logic behind that, but how do you get huge? How does that turn into actual computing? Like, I just I don't get it. Yeah, just, it's it's kind it's of actual incredible. sorcery. <laughs> it's it's really incredible. It's uh, yeah, it's just like operations flying at the speed of light, almost like so quickly. And yeah, it's the the way that's what makes me so like fascinated for like the future because like computers as we know them didn't exist until i think the first no. like real ones were like 1970 yeah so like that's like you know within our parents age like they were born into a time where these things weren't either they were just coming into like vogue like especially in industry but personal computing didn't exist no and now it's like you cannot live your life without one and where do we go from here and you see those like cool stats where your phone has a hundred times more processing power than a supercomputer in 1980 that took up like three blocks in new york city like it's fucking crazy yeah. it's <laughs> so cool i i love it and I we really... use these pieces to mine mine fake currencies now yeah yeah <laughs> now we use it to mine a digital currency that... creating a, a global energy crisis actually but it's fine with people making money <laughs> yeah people making money man that's 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 how we work um Good Speaking Lord. of cool technology, did you see that thing uh, earlier, or oh, it was yesterday, um, 
about NVIDIA's uh, CEO. Uh, he had they had their like April you know showcase like stream and whatever. April. Um, it, it was in April, yeah. Oh. But but it took <laughs> it took up until now for them to finally be like, hey, uh. since no one realized it, uh, there was a f- couple of seconds in that showcase where the CEO Jensen. Um, and his kitchen were completely digitized. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, like every every single part of him was completely digital. His his uh, the background was digital, and it was like their test to see if people would point it no out. No ways. Um, so they waited, and no one did. No one pointed it out. Oh my god! Can you imagine every day waking up to see the news? Like, did they find it? No. Ah, oh, six <laughs> months later, like for God's sake. <laughs> we're too good we have to reveal it's, this now. it's really that it's it's like when a game has an has an easter egg for like years and eventually the developers are like okay no one's figuring this shit out we'll just tell you what you missed you know um See, some, some developers will come out and say like oh hey there's this easter egg we had like five years ago yeah some developers never say a thing like it's true there's it's been true. stories where it's like this 20 year uh, 20 year old game has this easter egg and i'm like as a developer how did you not burst to tell people like oh <laughs> we hit this thing in it would drive me insane like knowing a secret like that and seeing people on like the the periphery of like discovering it oh yeah i think there's been some like um if i'm not mistaken there was one in batman arkham city that they only revealed like five or six years after the fact um, yeah uh, part of the reason why is because it like teased stuff in arkham knight so they were like okay well, oh shit yeah <laughs> that game's so, not even out yet no one no one found oh this, wait arkham so, knight. sorry i'm thinking of yeah. gotham knights oh Sheesh. no got your yeah. kind of keen to it. i mean uh bungie even hid uh maybe teasers i guess the they they hinted at destiny in halo 3 odst really which like oh my goodness one or two projects before they even left microsoft yeah yeah like you can you can find um posters in there to, uh, with the image of like that you know that big white globe that is there and it and it references destiny um so that means that pretty cool ultimately halo and destiny do exist in the same universe canonically so when are we getting the master chief dlc i mean it's or the guardian in <laughs> it's the logical uh escalation of that it's like master chief is basically a god so what if we made a game <laughs> where everyone was basically master chief and then had space powers my goodness pretty cool it's crazy i actually um i recently finished up because i started it ages ago and then uh you know got busy but i finished up halo 2 which is oh, nice. was the only halo that i hadn't played uh the story for yeah. I can see why people were pissed at that ending. Oh my god! Because it just Is it, a it just fucking comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just like you're playing and you're like, yeah, this is building to a climax. This is good. And then you see Master Chief and he's like hurt. Well, he's like chasing the main antagonist, and it's like, what do we do now? And he's just like, finish the fight. And it's just credits. And it's like, uh, what? You just come on. <laughs> Like even me expecting it, I was like, "No, that is." It's I can't so believe like they did it here. Yeah, that's. Sheesh. I can imagine why people were would, and also yeah, now I understand why the opening to Halo Three is so confusing because it opens up not where the second game closes. So you're like, "How did he get but from there to there?" Like that's that's weird. kind of the same same thing that happened with uh, God of War. I mean, I so I played God of War like years later, right? Um, 
saw saw God of War 3 at my friend Quinton's house. I was like, damn, mm. look how good this game looks on PlayStation 3. Mm. Like, I can't believe the scale of this. Then it was a thing of, I need to go back and play the first two because, you know, this looks like a good franchise. So at the end of two, you busy climbing Olympus. On, yeah, on the uh, back Gaia's of Gaia. Back. Yeah. And then it ends there. And I'm like, if this was me, however many years ago, I would be pissed because that, that game ended like that. And then it took years for Gears of... Um, God of War 3 to come out on PS3 to pick up mm -hmm. where that scene left off. Like it's literally a, it's a wild assaulting Olympus. Like, it, it is really goodness. wild. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's, what's cool about that is that the, the, um, the third one picks up like literally right there. Mm. Like it even repeats yeah. like Kratos's, um, uh voice lines from there. Yeah. And I think it was such a cool transition to be like, oh, this is how it looked on PS2. He has that exact same scene on, on PS3, PS3 and oh my god like like you said that game i mean the fact that you were fighting on gaia while she was moving just climbing like it's the, even yeah get, uh, god of i keep getting gears and god of all mixed up here but god of god of all 2 on the ps2 like the, what a technical marvel because i mean even yeah. playing it on the ps3 at the time i was like how did they do this on ps2 and then yeah just god of all three i was like how did they how did they pull this off? It's insane. And God, yeah. God of War 2 was one of the final PS2 releases from Sony, if not the last I, one. I still don't know how yeah. they they did some the, of that the stuff. The PS3 it's, was out already and then God yeah. of 2 came out. Uh, God of War 2 came out. Um yeah, it's I'm I'm actually lately I've been going through a um <clears throat> a YouTube channel. Uh they like a video essayist, uh, Noah Cadwell, I think his name is. He, he's the one who released the uh, seven-hour breakdown of Resident Evil as a franchise. It's a phenomenal... Jesus. <laughs> it's a phenomenal essay. And, and what blows, blows me away is that it seems that he does all the VO in one cut because he what? leaves mistakes <laughs> in there. So, like, it's like uh, seven and a half hours. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I was it's, just going to say, like, to edit... I mean, my, my limited capabilities with video editing, whether it's editing a two-minute video to 20-minute video like that is like insanely time consuming i've got a lot of respect for people to put, put together like these hour long hour and a half long <clears> no <throat> documentaries or whatever because shit imagine having to like put that together then edit it and like you know quality assured like did i leave any mistakes constantly in? yeah i mean i do my little 60 second reviews and i watch it many times and i still pick up mistakes like after the fact like oh shit there's a type of the, oh shit this cuts too quickly yeah, so I don't blame the dude for seven and a half hours just like it's, rambling it's off. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenal. Like he goes deep into every single entry and like what it contributes to the series, how it exists, you know, as a standalone experience. It's it's really fascinating. Like I watched the That's full cool. seven hours over two days, and I was like thoroughly enthralled. Um, sure. So I I dived into a lot of other uh, <clears throat> a lot of his other essays. And he did one quite recently on God of War. Um, mm. And just seeing that like progression from, you know, it being a real edgy, aiming at boy teenagers type video mm. game to what it is now is, it's remarkable when you see it broken down in that way um, and makes the themes of the, the latest God of War even more fascinating. Like he brings yeah. up things that I never considered, like, ever thought of he has a very good um he has a very good like literature background so he's yeah. able to compare things to you know very uh prominent tropes that 
you know, you okay, might have heard up, of in up, passing. Yeah. yeah, like like you know, like Star Wars is based on the hero's journey the hero's as a trope. Journey, yeah. But he knows the hero's journey, like he's read the book that is defines <laughs> the hero's journey. It's called so it's the like, hero's journey. <laughs> it's it's fascinating to hear him uh, talk about games. So I would hundred percent recommend. <laughs> I'll check anyone. him out. Yeah, all of his yeah. uh, videos are pretty long. Like this God of War one is like I think nearly three hours. Shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but they're good. His his one on Death Stranding is fascinating. Um, oh my really god, interesting. They were they are things of that story that I didn't pick up that he did. Uh, so yeah, real good, real good. He's also just kind of funny. Like in the Resident Evil one, he's now slogged through like the because Resident Evil starts off real good, and yeah, then it has it its lull bad. in the yeah. middle, like after four. Um, and then when he finally gets to seven, he's like, we fucking made it. And it's like <laughs> six hours into this video and he's just so happy that he's done with the it's bullshit like of those other games. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. Cool. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, just it's games. Just check one chat. Yeah. Oh, geez. I didn't even realize we're like 14 minutes into this episode. My God. What happened? 18. It's fine. What, Got what the time, is time? <laughs> What is time anyway? Uh, let's what check is one chat. time? Talk about video games and the marvels of modern computing. I'm actually, while I say that, I'm busy playing with a, a keyboard switch. Oh, I, no. <laughs> I got I got a new keyboard and I had to lube more switches to fit in. Oh, wow. And I ended up breaking one. So now I just put a keycap on it and now it's like my little it's fidget little, toy. That's amazing. And it's it drives Shani insane. Because I sit here at my desk and just go tick, 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 tick. It's like... I can't even hear it, but it, I'll uh, take your word for it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it yeah, I love it. It's oh it's God. a really fun little fidget toy. Um, Speaking of games and time, mm, mm, what a, what a oh, good segue! You, it's like you planned that. Oh, totally, totally planned it. Uh, so you've been playing Outer Wilds, but you still want to? Yeah, I wanna I wanna wrap things up. So because I mean, we we sort of just touched on it briefly last week, you know, mm. without going into spoilers. But I wanna. You know, I don't know if you can roll credits in this game. I presume there you is do. something yeah. you can trigger that does that. Um, but I want to finish it and then have like a proper discussion with you where we just talk about everything. Like spoiler spoiler territory. I, that. I actually kind of want to finish it again because I mm. don't remember a lot of the end of that game <laughs> because I I played that game just on the literal eve of E3. So my memory is a bit like squashed. Um so, so yeah, I, 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 I kind of <laughs> want to play it so I can actually have a discussion with you. So I'm, I'm, I mean, how many times have I messaged you in the last like week or so where I'm like, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe this is what's happening, whatever. And you're like, wait, did that happen? Uh, mm, yeah, I'm like, shit. That. Oh, yeah, that mm. makes, yeah. I'm like, oh man, I remember that. Yeah. Okay, I, jeez. Nice. I, I literally edited that review while I was standing in the line to get on a plane uh, to E3. So that's how Amazing. that's how real fucking close cut that was. Um, Shit. So yeah, I, I do need to I do need to play it again. But I have started playing it again, and mm. I feel like I'm getting through it at a brisker pace because I'm like, okay, I know where to go. You know, you know yeah, I mean? you know all the tricks of the trade, and at least at whatnot. the beginning, I'm like, I remember what to do, and yeah. I've fallen into that stupid black hole three times already, and I hate everything. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been playing a game which I don't know if it's directly influenced or or not because I know it's based off of a mod that's been in development for a while. Uh, but it follows the same sort of uh, style, put it that way. Yeah. So it's called the the Forgotten City. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's out now on Steam. It was developed by like four people, I think. 
the um the opening to the game is like this is a passion project for four people i think it, well, it was a it. skyrim mod that's um, right yeah i think yeah. it was a skyrim mod i think you're right um so the 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 premise um which isn't really a spoiler because it like it becomes part of the the overall mechanics is that you are stuck in a time loop um mm. you are a person from the modern day who's washed up uh in this river you were like pulled out by someone um and you're asked to go investigate these ruins nearby where someone else went to investigate and they haven't come back it's um and you quickly find yourself transported back to ancient rome uh hmm. like hail like, caesar during the times of <laughs> jesus christ as in if you mention Ooh. jesus people are like whoa those cultists whoa 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 you know sure. stuff like that uh, but you are you are basically uh, in this city uh, that is in the mountains. It's like city that no one's ever heard of, and that no one can seem to leave. Everyone there seems to have gotten there by chance, and there's actually no way for them to escape. So it almost seems like a prison. Hmm. Um, but what makes this city fascinating it's that is that it's governed by what all the residents call the Golden Rule, uh, which is like this. It's I don't know who controls it, but essentially, if anyone in the the city commits a sin, like any sort of sin, so thievery, murder, you know, bribery, blah blah blah, then uh, everyone in the city gets turned to gold. Uh, oh, and you just yeah. loot them and you run away. Well, you <laughs> turn to gold too. You you just damn die. it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's sort of like the the Romans had this um. Well, the Roman legionaries had this idea uh, called decimation, where mm. it, to keep their armies in line, if they had any deserters, what they'd do was they'd get platoons of 10 people to all draw straws, and the one in the 10 with the short straw uh, would have to be beaten to death by the other nine. So shit. it was a way to be like, if a single person uh, goes against the system then it's not that single person that will get punished. It is the collective that is punished. Yeah. And that's sort of like the the idea that this game is based around. Like, it doesn't matter who in the city um, commits the sin. Everyone mm. will be punished. So everyone kind of keeps everyone else in check. In line, okay. And... My goodness. Your... I mean, the... The idea is that in the present time, this has already happened. Like, before you get teleported to you know back then you walk past loads of golden statues of people uh so it's clearly okay. the golden rule was enacted and even in the past there are there are golden statues of people so it, it stands to reason that this golden rule was passed on a previous civilization mm. that was in that same place um so you're tasked by the magistrate uh there to kind of figure out he he is aware of the time loop. Uh, yeah. He is the one that apparently knows that if the golden rule is enacted, he has to perform a ritual that allows someone to travel through time. So he he is the only one aware of like your purpose and that you come from the future. Um, and he wants you to try and figure out who commits the sin before they commit the sin, so they can stop it. Um, sure, that's a very very cool premise. 
It's it's really, really cool. And I've just scratched the surface of it. I've played about an hour and a bit. Um, I've heard the game isn't super long. It's about six hours. Um, but it's very conversation heavy. So mm. most of what I'm doing is walking to people around the city and talking to them. How do they get to the city? Um, mm. Do they know of an escape? What is their role? You know, what do they think of things? And trying to formulate like, patterns between people to see if you know firstly why is everyone there and why are they trapped there and how did they come to be there and also then trying to figure out who will eventually commit a sin that that mm. leads to um it's interesting i uh there there's like so you have like a journal of like threads to follow mm. and one of the threads was i had to try and get medicine uh to this nurse uh, but the only one who had this medicine was this merchant who wasn't, he had found a loophole. He wasn't bribing me for it, but he was like price, price gouging the medicine so high that it was like impossible for anyone yeah. to buy. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to wait till he goes around the corner and then steal it. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't realize that even if no one saw me that this uh, omnipotent God would realize that I stole it. So as soon as I stole it, everything goes black and white and people start turning to gold and I have to like rush to the 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 entrance to this place so I can loop back in time. And I was like, okay, uh, this game it. is actually playing with my assumptions for how a game works. You know mm. what I mean? Like I thought I was above the law and I'm not. <laughs> I am 100% no beholden. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% I'm like beholden to the same laws that all the other NPCs are. So I cannot fuck around here you know what i mean um so it's Amazing. cool it's like a, a mystery that's like unraveling slowly but it's also it's got some quirky writing like i'm a bit taken aback by how many different accents there are for the voice actors if they're all meant <laughs> to be roman like i'm some sound like cockney british some sound like they're french oh some, it, it sounds real weird but then there's moments in the writing that are really endearing like um <laughs> There's this one lady where I'm basically explaining to an ancient Roman what memes are. Oh, like, my God. Because I, I basically told her about the woman that I met in the present time called Karen. And <gasps> uh, and the, the, the Roman lady's like, you didn't find it curious that her name was Karen? And then I'm like, well, in my time, that name has negative connotations. <laughs> and she's like, but why? And it's like, because you of the memes. Explain, yeah. and she's like, what are memes? And oh I'm just like, God. this is fucking incredible. <laughs> and then eventually she comes to like the conclusion that memes are like ancient hieroglyphs with negative connotations to the word Karen. And I was like, this no, is Mark, perfect. Sounds about right. This is just, so just good. very, very quick five second tidbit. The name Karen, um, down. A lot of parents are no longer naming their kids Karen for Not that shocked. reason. Yeah. Not shocked. So there's gonna yeah. be a period in history where there's just very minimal Karens. <laughs> We'll find another name. It's fun. Yeah, we'll, we all live it, and then Karen will be will be um, expunged of its negativity, and it will be fun. <laughs> That'll be the the unique thing. But it's it's moments like those that make me like really intrigued by this game because it's not pretending that like it is fully self aware of how ludicrous its premise is. Mm -hmm. Um, like so, I think it's cool that I have uh, dialogue options to be like. I'm from the future, you know. I'm not trying to pretend to be 
anyone I'm not. Uh, and, and the fact that I can point out very explicitly to characters that this is ridiculous and for them to not react in like fear or anything, but just kind of like curiosity is mm. fascinating. Like there's a tailor in the city who looks at my clothes and is like, those are exquisite clothes, such fine stitching, such this. <laughs> and it's like, I'm probably wearing like fucking cargo pants or something, you know? Um, and if I pull out my flashlight, Oh and shine it at someone. They go, that's a curious lamp. Praise Apollo. And I'm just like, this is great. <laughs> this is so good. Um, Amazing. So it's cool. I I quite like it. it it's also got a really um, interesting way to prevent like uh, repetition of dialogue. So when mm. the loop starts again, obviously people haven't met you for the first time, but you will talk to them and you can very quickly go, we've had this conversation before. I know who you are. And they go, oh, maybe my memory is faltering, you know. Oh, nice. so, and then it like jumps you straight back to where you can ask them other questions, which okay, it can yeah. be a bit jarring. Like you're like, oh, that doesn't seem a bit believable. But at the same time, it understands that, hey, if you had to do this constantly over and over yeah. again, it would get very tiring. Um, yeah. So it's a good concession. I'm I'm digging it. Um, That's cool. I'm keen to check it out. Some yeah, it's on, it's on PC. It's on, uh, is it on Game, but don't think it's on Game Pass. Uh, I don't be know wrong. if it's on console. Let me check the Forgotten Forgotten City. Although I think it is cheap on PC anyway. Forgotten City. Yeah, it's City. it's cheap on PC. Oh, it's on yeah, it's on PlayStation Four, Five, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Switch, and hundred and fifty uh, rand. Yeah, it's on, on all the platforms. It's very good. Um, it's one of those games that like I saw people talk about. And then yeah. I was like, this sounds interesting. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm having a good time so far. So hopefully cool. I'll finish that and Outer Wilds by next week. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Got a lot to do. So much to do. Well, I think I think at the very least with Outer Wilds, it'll, I mean, you'll know better than me, but it'll come back to you and you'll have an idea of like where you should be going and in what order, mm. if that's what you have to do. Um, but man, I, I'm so excited to talk about that game because it's just... The more I play it, the more I'm, I'm gasping, going, wow, <laughs> I can't believe this. It's fucking yeah, I good. Think, I, I, think I love the, all your messages being like, oh, I found this, I found that. And I'm just like, man, it's so cool to see that sense of discovery, like, yeah. you know, again in someone else. It's so but cool. But I think, I think the Forgotten City, in terms of the whole timing thing, it's a it's similar formula in that regard where... Like you start to loop again and you know where to go or if you've spoken to someone before or if you've done a thing before, you're like, oh, like I can, or you use that as like a context for, you know, where to go next. Like I know this happens at this time. Now I need to do something. Mm -hmm. Joe, we'll mm -hmm. talk about that next week. <laughs> it's too good, man. It's too good. Um, but yeah, you haven't really played anything else this week. Okay, yeah, no, I, I, I've been every now Busy and then. I'm, week. Oh, what, what I can just briefly touch on, I got one of these things for audio listeners i'm holding up oh a backbone controller backbone. backbone i actually wanted to ask you so you got that for your phone right obviously yeah, well, um yeah. are you using x cloud no i'm so i'm doing uh remote streaming uh, for remote my streaming, okay. yeah so i wasn't sure i was like we don't have x cloud no 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 we don't have x cloud but basically what this is, is i mean you you've seen many of these things um you know they're just like phone cradles to turn them yeah. into a sort of like switch like uh but i've seen a lot of people talk about this one specifically mm -hmm. um especially in the states uh people raving about this thing 
And I can see why now. Firstly, it's like super comfortable. Like the the ergonomics of this thing are crazy good. Like the buttons feel great. It feels great to my hand. Um, it clips onto the phone really easily. Uh, really, really nice. The thing that makes this special, which I think most other products of this ilk don't have, is it has its own app and software. And what that oh. does is it collects all the games on your phone that have controller support and all the apps that allow for remote streaming into one collective place. So when you press this like orange button, which is sort of like your Xbox or PlayStation button, that brings up the app on your phone. And then from there, I can launch Xbox remote streaming or PlayStation streaming or um, jump into uh, Genshin Impact (laughs) or something like that. (laughs) And it looks like a a console interface. So it feels like Mm. I'm interacting with like, a Nintendo Switch interface or whatever. Um, Amazing. It also has its own button for captures. So you can capture screenshots and gameplay like sure. you do on consoles just using this uh, a, a button. You don't have to like be all finicky with That's it or whatever. That's very cool. It's kind of incredible. Like uh, it really feels like my phone turns into a console when I have it. And so I've been playing Hades um, like at my desk with remote streaming on this thing. I played a bit of Genshin Impact. Um, and I played some Sky from that game company. Oh, um, nice! So yeah, very very cool. To, it's it's a hundred dollars. It's not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for what you get in terms of build and the then the software, the software, yeah, uh, it's really cool. And eventually, when we get cloud streaming here, or if we don't, like just being able to play my Xbox in bed, you know, comfortably, mm. um, very very cool. And I guess I ah. could play Forgotten City with this because I could use it for stream. Yeah. Uh, Steam streaming, yeah. How how is the delay though on the on your phone? Is it um there's delay it... there's delay yeah. for sure. Uh, I mean over a home network, it's not as bad as I assume cloud streaming will be. Um, mm-hmm. but I can play Hades just fine. Um, nice. Eventually, I think the the uh, delay is small enough that eventually my brain accounts for it. That yeah, so, it gets used yeah. To it. But I mean, it's not ideal for shooters. Like no, uh, I played some Halo on it. It's like it's possible, definitely, but it's mm. not great. I yeah. yeah. It's definitely for games that are a bit slow paced, which makes Hades really weird because it's like <laughs> very far. I'm pretty sure I'd do better at Hades on the TV than I would like on uh, this yeah, thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, so it's yeah, it's low. cool. Like I could playing Forgotten uh, City on this would be perfect because it's like yeah, slow paced. Yeah, could so, play yeah. Wilds on that. Yeah, Maybe. could <laughs> definitely could. Except you're gonna fall into the black hole all the time because you miss time to jump or Constant, something. Constantly. <laughs> um. Yeah, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So, my, what my what have you been playing this week? My weekend game. So again, not gonna talk about Outer Wilds, but what I will just do a quick catch up on is. A little a little game I spoke about a few months ago, maybe maybe more than a year ago, uh, Phasmophobia, mm. which is just to recap a a co-op a cooperative ghost hunting game. Uh, that's that's what they should put in the box, where you basically have to go investigate houses, um, collect evidence on a ghost, and leave while surviving to get paid to buy more gear to hunt more ghosts. That's the you know the loop in a nutshell. But mm-hmm. the game, I don't think it's officially out. It's still like an alpha beta. Is it still an early or, access? Oh. Yeah, it's like an early access build still. Um, okay. So when we played it uh, however many months ago or whatever, it, it's still very rough around the edges. And even today, it's still 
there are still some niggles, but we we decided to dive back in because there have been some pretty significant updates since we last played. Um, you know, just simple things. So, for example, way back when, if a ghost started hunting, you would just hide in a in a bedroom, and the ghost would never come in because the door's closed. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, who knew I, that uh, ghosts knew, yeah. would be so, uh, yeah, flummoxed I mean, by doors? It's it's very gamey in that way where you know you can break the game because, you know, it's limited by certain rules. Like, oh, there's a door closed, you know, because this ghost can't get through the door. But obviously that's since changed where my brain this week was like, oh, shit, the ghost is hunting. I'm going to go hide in this room. But just to be extra safe, I'm going to hide in the bathroom as well. There's two barriers. You know, the ghost mm-hmm. isn't going to get here. And much to my surprise, I heard the bedroom door open. I was like, oh, shit, this ghost is in the room. But it's fine. I'm in the bathroom. And mm. the bathroom door opened and I mm. you know, died. <laughs> Rip. So there have just been some some tweaks to the formula and just general improvements overall that have you know, made the game better as a result. And it, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not there yet. Like, it's, it's still early access. I think, the, I, I think it's a one-person dev. Um, I'm, really? I don't know, only I don't know if, if wow. you know the, the the dev has since outsourced stuff, or if they're just you know running solo. Um, I'm sure they still have plans to add more to this game because you know there is a limited pool of maps and whatnot. Uh, but just in general, the the improvements they've made, like with that ghost change, it's it's pretty significant. Um, and also, just immense to ghost behavior that they maybe not as dumb, I guess. Okay. Like we we died a whole lot. <laughs> this week which is a problem because when you die you lose the gear you take into the hunt so you, I, w- you- I was going to ask so i i watched very briefly some of you uh some of the stream uh when you're mm. playing this and i noticed there's like this whole like economy going on there how, how does yeah. that work so i mean it's so if you boot the game up for the first time you'll start with i mean i'm gonna thumbs like let's say 50 dollars. okay so you can use that to buy like a flashlight and maybe an EMF reader, whatever. So you go to a yes, house. Yes, that's an expensive an, flashlight. Holy shit. I mean, $50 is like nothing. But you use your limited gear to get some. You're not going to get full evidence of the ghost. Or maybe you will, um, depending on what you buy. And depending on how accurate you predict what ghost is in the house, you get a better payout. Like that's what dictates okay. it. So the, the formula is, you know, you go to a house You've got a journal and you have to try find three pieces of evidence which will narrow down, you know, the ghost type to one specific kind. So as a dumb example, if I go to a house and uh, I get a five reading on the EMF reader, I find fingerprints via UV light and the ghost talks to me through a spirit box. Oh, you know, it's dangerous of- uh, searching a random house <laughs> with a UV light. Don't know what you're going to find there. Oof. Yeah, you never know. But then I put that in my journal to be like, this this ghost is a spirit now. Um, you know. Oh, wait, can, hold on. Do ghosts go through several phases or is it a specific oh, no, no, type no, no. of ghost? So, all sorry, the time? It's, it's specific identifiers. Like, a, for example, a demon will only give these kinds of evidence. And I okay. found these kinds a of demon, evidence. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I can leave the house safely and I'll get a payout, um, you know based on how accurate I predict. So if you if you predict right, you'll get like everyone in your team will get say fifty to a hundred dollars. Okay. And there are there are other side objectives in that, you know, you'll get bonus money if you witness a ghost event or if you survive a ghost hunt. Like there are different other things to pursue to, you know, boost your payouts at the end. But you obviously have to try juggle 
you know, finding evidence from the ghost and obviously not and dying. Not dying. If, yeah. if you die, you lose all the gear you take into the hunt and mm. you get like very little money compensation. It's actually hilarious. It's like if you die with a lot of gear, it's like, oh shit, like I lost my camera and my EMF reader, this, this, this. And it's like, uh, on the the payout screen, it says something like insurance ten dollars. Like, well, that's not going to cover everything. I died. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> like, the real world. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> so I assume because you're playing cooperatively, like you don't want everyone buying an EMF reader and everyone buying a no, camera. No, so yeah. it it's very cool in that way, and that's a lot. My friends have played a lot more, so they have a lot like a bigger pool of money to draw from. So they end up. Oh like wait, is lot. it persistent? The, the oh yeah, yeah. Pool. So you, 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 yeah, you. There's like a ranking system, everything. Oh, where I thought I you, thought it was sort of like a roguelike. Like this is a this is a ghost hunt. So you start from scratch here. Oh no, no, no. So like we dive back in, and I mean, sorry, not a ranking system. There's a leveling system. So the game is tiered off in the sense that when you start, you'll be level one. You'll only be offered like the most basic of ghost hunts, whatever. But as you level up, you get to go visit more places. You can up the difficulty. Uh, so when okay. we dived in, it's like, I laugh because John Michael Michael had, yeah, it'd say something stupid like $600 and the rest of us were poor. He basically funded <laughs> that whole ghost hunt. So like- What a man, keeping, what a champ. Keeping him alive was very important because if he <laughs> dies, we lose all the gear. And Jeez. needless to say, uh, we got a very good clip <laughs> of him. He, we, a friend and I are hiding in a room and outside we hear poor John Michael Michael walking like saying like help this thing's attack like it's on me and the, the last words he says before he dies is like my gear <laughs> because you're gonna lose it obviously uh, but I, I suppose, love that that gives like so many stakes to each hunt that's, that's exactly fantastic. Yeah. yeah I, I really th look the game can be very scary, but when you get into its loop, it becomes more fun than scary because it's fun to see what will happen to you or your friends. You know, like mm. what is this ghost going to do? Mm. Um, and it's it's made even more entertaining by the fact that, like, if you use the in-game communication system, yes, um, you know, so we obviously mute our Discord, and you you either get proximity chat or walkie-talkie chat. So. When the ghost is hunting, your walkie-talkie doesn't work anymore. Mm. So if you have someone in the van, for example, like monitoring activity, and they no longer hear you talking to the walkie-talkie, they're like, oh, shit, the ghost is hunting. <laughs> okay. So, so are there periods where the time. ghost isn't hunting, where yeah. you are a bit more so, free? So okay. on the lower difficulties, when the first five minutes, it's, it's sort of like you know it's safe. You can go collect evidence as best as you can. The ghost might pop up, but it's not going to hurt you per se. Okay. Um, but on the higher difficulty, like we tried professional, which was a big mistake. The moment you open the door, thank you. Oh, I got a Ooh, coffee. coffee. <laughs> Look at that service. Thank you. Uh, the moment you start a hunt, um, the ghost is hunting already, basically. Uh, the okay. moment you open the door, the ghost is aggressive. <laughs> it's so waiting at the door for you. Like, come It's in, waiting. <laughs> but look, it, it gets, it's, there's still like balancing and things that need to improve. But overall, it's, it's kind of incredible how it's balanced in that you you need to make the choice of, oh shit, so-and-so has died. Like we still need just a bit of evidence. You know, maybe mm -hmm. we can get a photo of the ghost to get that extra bit of money, but there's a risk of if we go in there. Oh, and when the ghost hunts, the front door locks. You can't leave the house until the, the ghost stops hunting. So it's a, a like a risk reward <coughs> of like, you know, we got some evidence we could maybe guess, but poor John Michael Michael died. Like we can't let him die in vain. We need to go and solve this murder. <laughs> I 
And th- there's never a, a objective to kill the ghost or capture the oh, ghost. Oh, no, no. So the, the only, there are some side objectives of like um, stop the ghost from hunting with a crucifix. But that's okay. like, that's like, like a, a temporary one thing. Yeah, you okay. can never just, you know, stop the ghost from doing its thing. There's one objective where it's like cleanse the, the area with smudge sticks, which what? I, I don't know if that, you know, delays the ghost hunting, but that's an objective as well. What's a smudge stick? I don't know. It's a ghost hunting okay. tool, I guess. It sounds like it sounds like crayons that smudge. It your sounds hands like um I mean when you light it, it's a bit like a like a what's the word I'm looking for? Not I've gone blank now. You know, like a scent candle. Um oh, like incense or incense, that's it. Yeah, it's like incense. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But I, I'm very keen. It's like, this is a game I've enjoyed visiting every few months purely because I'm like, oh, like there's a new map, for example. There's there's some changes that have been made. There's, you know, stricter difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just very keen to see how this person keeps adding to this game and improving it. It's like, I do wonder maybe at some stage they'll add more tools to identify more evidence because there'll be more ghosts or that sort of thing or there'll just be new maps or i don't know that's just yes, yeah yeah very very awesome. cool game that's very cool i yeah. yeah like i said i i watched a little bit and i've seen it being played but i didn't realize it like it had this uh this sort of depth and um progression i, mm. I had no idea yeah i really thought yeah. it was a a session based uh thing like we are going to hunt this ghost and we're starting from scratch, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Good time. Would very recommend. Cool. Very, very cool. Um, anything else? No, uh, that's... Aside from Phasmophobia and Out of Wilds? No, that's, that's me this week. What did you stream um, on Tuesday? Uh, oh, Dota and then Trackmania. <laughs> okay, at least one of those games are good. This one of them is good. Trackmania, yeah. uh, look, I've still been plugging away Trackmania. That's... Now you've got your wife involved as well. She loves it. <laughs> She's <laughs> deep into that track mania. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that matchmaking system is just... Yeah, it's fantastic. It really it's is great. fantastic. Uh, should cool. we move on to games releases then? This is quite early for, for this episode. This, I was just going to say, this is the first week in a long time where... So the last few timestamps I've had have always been we do game releases just shy of an hour. Hmm. This is a uh, forty-two minutes. Good, fifteen minutes ahead, yo. Look at yeah. this, nice. On uh, time. Um, we are looking at games releasing from today, August fourteenth, until August twentieth. Fuck me. Good lord. <laughs> what is time anymore? <laughs> Who knows? August fourteenth. You're gonna to blink. August it's gonna be 20th. December. Uh, quite a few games. Oh wow, yeah, quite a few games. Um, mm. games I'm real keen on um okay so august 16th we've got road 96 uh if i'm not mistaken this is like a narrative adventure which let me just double check before i make a fool of myself road 96 96 uh is this Yes, okay, I was right. Road 96 is a crazy beautiful road trip, the discovery of exciting places and unusual people on your own personal journey to freedom. Uh, An ever-evolving story-driven adventure inspired by Tarantino, the Coen brothers, and uh, Bong Joon-ho. Made by the award-winning creators of Valiant Hearts and Memories Retold. So if I'm Ah, not mistaken... Valiant Hearts was that... um... 
the UB art game. World, that UB art mm-hmm. uh, World War One game. Yeah, I, I love that game. So it's it's um if I'm not mistaken, this has themes of like uh you know like overworking with uh cap- big capitalist corporations. So like you know the Amazons and your Googles and like nice. what it means to be a cog in that sort of machine. Um, so yeah, it's really pretty. Uh, but it, but it's it's extrapolated over a like road trip um okay with characters so yeah it looks real cool damn um, how do you go okay. from um valiant hearts to this because mm. valiant hearts is like that um like very hand-drawn 2d-esque oh, was it 2d or 3d it was 2d yeah it was 2d yeah yeah that and uh, like, child of light yeah yeah oh yeah yeah oh child of light did you play child of light I haven't. What a, what a damn enough. game. I love that game. So yeah, that's cool. out uh, August 16th on PC and Switch. Uh, then yes. we've got Humankind, which is a, if I'm not mistaken, like a sim strategy game. Uh, it's out on PC August 17th. It's also coming to Game Pass uh, on that day. Nice. For PC, obviously. Uh, then we've got, I want to say Greek, but it's spelt G-R-E-A-K. Greek. <laughs> Memories of Azure. Uh, coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series, and Switch, August 17th. Uh, ambition, uh, Minute of Power. Is that Minute? Minute's in power. It's in not power. Minute, yeah. Minute, oh, Minute in Power, sorry. Uh, coming to PC, August 18th. Zool, Redimensioned. Zool. There are no oh. games, there is only Zool. <laughs> Game for Lenska, Hell Architect. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if that's 18. I wonder if that's similar to you know like prison architect. Yeah, I was also thinking that. Let's see. Hell oh. architect. Let's see. Oh no, it doesn't seem like it. Well, seems like an in and out. Oh god, this looks awful. Good <laughs> lord, I'm just looking at at some of the uh, promotional. Oh wow, and this looks. Oh, build like literally build and manage your house. So for for audio listeners, if you've played Fallout Shelter, it looks yes. sort of that kind of view with different rooms and whatever. But you're it looks health. very, very <laughs> similar. Um, nice. Plus thirty-two suffering. <laughs> my goodness, it's it's quite graphic. It's like cartoony, but it's very graphic. It's uh, yeah. My God, put some intense. clothes on, people. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. My goodness, it this actually makes me feel uneasy. It's like. <laughs> Which I guess is part of the the, the point. The so, yeah, so that's coming out on PC August eighteenth. Um, probably my most anticipated game for this week. Twelve minutes finally out. Uh, I'm curious about this game. PC, um, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. So this is and a it's on Game Pass. Yeah, FYI, it's another cool. time loop game. If I'm not mistaken, it's like a good lord. Some, time loops you've, you've the... got to solve like a mystery <laughs> within twelve minutes. Uh, my goodness. But yeah, it's got it's got a stellar cast. It's of got um actors, yeah. Willem Dafoe. Um, oh man, what's his name? From X Men. Oh, why have I gone blank? Um, that guy. Oh, is it James? J- James McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. and then Daisy Ridley. Uh, ah, Star okay. Wars, yeah. Damn. So yeah, another Annapurna published this? game. Oh, is it Annapurna? Well, it's Annapurna published. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, ported. Or development work done by 24-bit games here in Johannesburg. Oh, wow. That's cool. So that's Bam. cool. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, the time, time loop games are definitely the MOBAs of 2021. <laughs> it's, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, PC, Xbox One. Uh, is this a, August is this a game about Eden Vale? Yeah, The Vale. <laughs> the Crown of Eden Vale. Gotta veil. choose the new king and queen of Eden Vale. <laughs> Good lord. It's actually a racing game. You know, you're fighting for... <laughs> My goodness. Uh, Rims Racing. Oh, Rims Racing. There you go. PC, PS4, Xbox... Or oh, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and Switch. Oh, I didn't realize this was out this week. Recompile. This is like a Metroidvania set within like a computer system. You are like a program. You, uh, I think you sent me a trailer for this. Mm. Looks cool. Looks very mm. visually beautiful. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I didn't realize that was out so soon. My goodness. You ready for uh, this? We've got Ghost of Sushi. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. PS4 and PS5, August 20th. So that's... um. The director's cut has uh, the new the new island, the island mm. of Ishikawa, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. So, and apparently that's the same size as the game's first act, which is uh, quite big. That's pretty big, yeah. Uh, there's probably like five to ten hours of yeah, easy just primary easy. content. Yeah. Um, and also the PS5 upgrade, which if you don't want the new content, you still have to pay ten dollars for the PS5 upgrade. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, you you know why it is because it's this version being sold on PS5 is seventy dollars, so they don't want people to buy the PS4 version and get it oh, upgrade for ten dollars less. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay that's then. Legitimately, how that's working. So yeah. Sure. Arietta of Spirits, PS4, PS5. Uh, no, hold on. PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and that's it. Yeah, August twentieth. I was about to say and August twentieth. Uh, that's not a platform. <laughs> Uh, then we've got Madden NFL 22, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, things. Xbox Series. That means it's games are about to start releasing. As soon as Madden comes out, that's when shit oh really kicks into overdrive. So, Oh, boy. Yeah. That's games out this week. That's games quite a bit. Quite a bit. Lots of good stuff to spend your money on just before payday. Mm-hmm. Shall we get to game news? Hells yeah, hells yeah. Um, so now we we couldn't we couldn't decide before we started recording what to to lead with. What Nintendo, let's do it. Should we do Nintendo? Bam! Yes. I told you. It's done. <laughs> Just on on the moment you'll know. So <laughs> there was a little Nindy direct this week, which I completely mm. missed. It was funny because I think, but you, I think you sent me something. I was like, oh cool, when's that happening? You're like it it happened. Yeah, it happened like <laughs> two days ago. I was like, what? <laughs> How did I miss this? <laughs> Yeah, so it was a new, what do they call them now? Indie World uh, stream. Yeah. Um, so not specifically indies only coming to Switch, but they showcase them as if they're only coming to Switch, really. Uh, lots of uh, cool games and also lots of shadow-dropped games, which mm. was quite surprising. Um, so Polygon's got a rundown of everything that was there, so we'll just go through that. Um, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk It's coming to Nintendo Switch. This is developed by Team Reptile, uh, who also made Lethal League. And it's basically got a lot of the people who worked on Jet Set Radio uh, back in the day. They've even got the composer nice. back. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've been super stoked for this game ever since it was announced because I'm like, yes, we definitely should get a new Jet Set Radio. I love Jet Set yeah. Radio Future specifically. But then I looked at the gameplay and I'm like, this is straight up almost like a remake of Jet Set Radio. Like, even the the levels look eerily like the same really 
And I'm like, uh, you but know, why? that game is real old. So if it's just like the same shit, you know, then, it needs to yeah. iterate on that. So yeah, it needs to pull a God of War. Yeah, I'm, I'm still keen. I'm still curious, but uh, yeah, hoping that it's more than just a remember <laughs> that shit from 20 years ago, you know, type thing. So I love the name though, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Yeah, it's such a bizarre <laughs> name. It really is. It's like uh, take take three words, well, four words, and just smash them together and see what you come I up mean, with. Jet Set Radio made sense. It was the name of an actual radio station in game, and it was like a pirate radio station uh, for rebel rollerbladers. Okay, it doesn't make much sense. But it's it makes or more maybe, sense than bomb rush cyberfunk. Like maybe the rebel rollerbladers, yeah, called cyberfunk, and they're rushing Dear to God. plant bombs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's go. they're not even they've they've uh, upgraded Cracked from just case. graffiti to bombs. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, so that's Hectic. coming out to Switch and other platforms in 2022. 2022. Uh, one of my favorite games of this year, Loop Hero, coming to Switch uh, this holiday. Uh, you haven't played Loop Hero yet, have I you? have not, but let me tell you, this is a game that I think would just be at home on Switch, like every other yeah. damn game. <laughs> I'm curious to see how this UI works on Switch, because boy, there's yeah, a lot the going on. Be teeny tiny. Yeah. It's a lot going on in, in the UI, so yeah, curious. But it, if you <clears throat> don't know what Loop Hero is, it's sort of like a card-based RPG where the cards you use aren't directly influencing your attacks um you are essentially building out a level using cards Mm. um and you are building it out in a way that you optimize the loop that your hero goes around um another one of those games where the hero is like well aware of the roguelike nature that you are stuck Mm. in which makes the story quite interesting uh so yeah it's a really good game i really enjoy that so Nice. <coughs> New Shovel Knight game. I totally forgot looks, this game existed. Yeah, I had no idea it was even coming out. Because they, they yeah. did... Um, didn't they do a game recently, like this year or last year? Yeah, uh, so they, they made a game called Shovel Knight Dig, which was sort of like a... It was a phone... Uh, sort of like a phone... Um, Shovel Knight, where you mm-hmm. you you're moving up and down essentially. Uh, okay. It's not like a a traditional um, side scrolling adventure. So they are definitely working with Shovel Knight in new avenues, and this is one mm. of them. So this is like a sort of like a match three mm. dungeon crawler, puzzle mm-hmm. dungeon crawler, as they call it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. It had already been announced, but now there's a Switch version, so that's cool. Bam. I, think this, I still this love the art. I think the art is really nice. Oh, Shovel Knight is a real gem. Like the, yeah. a modern day, I mean, Shovel Knight's old now, uh, mm. but a modern day, retro, a good modern day retro game. Well, it was the first game I played on my Switch and I really liked it. Ah, yeah, it is actually one of the first games I played on my Switch as well. Hmm. Now, this is something you're excited for. Hell yeah, all. Tetris Effect's coming to Nintendo Switch. I mean, Bam. put Tetris Effect on all the platforms. It's already on PlayStation uh, PC and Xbox, uh, but having a Tetris game of this caliber on the go, fuck yes, I'm super stoked. I for have it. not played this game yet, <gasps> believe it or not. Dude, so it's so good. Like I, I'm curious to see it on Switch because like the game does have loads of like pixel effects and mm. shit going on, but it's amazing. And this um, yeah. 
this is Tetris Effect connected, so it does have the competitive and cooperative uh, multiplayer yeah. modes included. But okay. yeah, this this game is weird because it's got such an incredible soundtrack, but the soundtrack only works while you're playing because it incorporates your moves into the melody. Uh, into this. <laughs> so listening to it outside of the game feels super weird. Um, but I, so, yeah. I find that with, with some, some gaming soundtracks, it feels kind of, I mean, this is very rare, but sometimes it feels kind of flat when it doesn't have the mm. context of what's happening in the game. Yes. I'm like... This feels. Uh, this was much better to play through than to just sit and listen. <laughs> that's essentially what happened. Um, My goodness. So as part of this announcement, uh, Nintendo also announced that Term and Metal Slug uh, Tactics, Tactics, which is that uh, turn-based. It looks like Into the Breach, but Metal Slug. Uh, they're also coming to Switch. Uh, Metal Slug is only coming out next year. Uh, but Tetris Effect Connected is coming out October 8th, and I will nice. 100% play that. I'm very curious about that metal slug. Uh, yes, I'm to see so keen. Yeah. So keen to give it a go, yeah. Uh, this one, this game looks incredible. Uh, so I've, so I've heard so much about Eastwood, but I don't actually know what the hell it is. Yeah, so it's it was announced in 2019, way back when. Um, and it's uh, published by Chucklefish, you know, Stardew Valley, Risk of Rain, Starbound, mm-hmm. Wargroove, all those good games. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of people have described it as similar to Mother, you know, the famous oh, Nintendo yeah. series. Um, yeah. So it's like an action adventure uh, in a very stylized, like, 2D world. It almost looks like mm. Junkyard World. Um, this is very cool. It looks really good. And the soundtrack, oh, my God. Eastward. So is this an RPG? As far as or... I can tell, yes. Uh, it's hmm. not, like, turn-based, I don't think, but... Uh, Ooh, it looks right. very much like an op- an action RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Because if okay. you if you look near the end, you can see like action happening in real time. Uh, so okay. yeah. So that's coming out on September sixteenth. So that's soon. Um, and then there were six game, oh seven games that were shadow dropped during uh, the event. Some of which were quite big. Yeah. Axiom yeah. Verge two out now. Uh, you can go buy it like, like now. You you played the first Axiom Verge. I right? haven't yet. I really want uh, to because now that I've finished uh, Symphony of the Night, <laughs> uh, which I can't even remember if I spoke about the ending or finishing that. But fuck, that game's great. Like so I good. Don't remember either. Yeah, I. To be anyway, honest. that game phenomenal. It's good time. Um, but yeah, Axiom Verge One is very much a game of that ilk, Metroidvania ish, and Axiom Verge mm-hmm. Two. I've heard is less Metroidvania or less Metroid, more Vania, so more exploration. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's out now. Uh, cool. Also out now on Switch that uh, you know was announced then is Boyfriend Dungeon, another big indie that's been uh, in development for a long time. Uh, note that a lot of these games are on other platforms yeah, too. Yeah, like not not Switch exclusive. Axiom Verge is also on PlayStation and the Epic Game Store, so. Uh, so, Boyfriend Dungeon, which is on Game Pass as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Necro Barista, Final Paw, which is a fantastic name uh, for a game. <laughs> uh, Garden Story, which looks really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of like, you know, management t- type of sim and yeah. RPG melded into one. Islanders, Console Edition, a very chill city builder. Uh, I played it on PC. I quite enjoyed it. Slime Rancher, <laughs> Slime Rancher Portable, Portable. Edition, <laughs> which is cute. 
Slime Ranch is fun. So I mm. I like it's again another really chill game, very cute, very cool um art art style. It's if you haven't on it's on Xbox and it's great. Uh Curious Expedition 2 also. And then we've got a bunch of release dates for some other Switch ports. So we've got the Astroneer oh, coming Astroneer. to nice. Switch. Ast- Man, <laughs> Astroneer is a game either we need to play co-op on stream or you need to play with someone because you will love that game. I, 100% I didn't realize that game had co-op. I thought it was a single-player mm-hmm. game. I played it single-player. It's definitely better co-op um, because you speed up a lot of the, the early stuff. game, like getting okay. set up. Yeah, it's... It's great. And it's also one of those with like a central mystery. So there is oh, okay. a Ooh, there is a, a end point, you know what I mean? Nice. Uh okay. then we've got Hundred Days, one making simulator. <laughs> okay, this winter. I love that there are just simulators for everything. Like lo- <laughs> lawn mowing simulator came out last yep. week, if I'm not mistaken. Got power wash simulator as well. Uh, and it was amazing because Lenska she's obviously heard of farming simulator and like those sorts of games. But I took her down the rabbit hole last well, it was this week. She she's like okay cool show me now show me the the trailer for like Euro Truck Driving Simulator because oh, she's also no. also heard of it. She's like this actually looks kind of cool. She's like please don't fall down the rabbit hole. Don't. Do a it. lot of people <laughs> find it very soothing. So. It's yeah, it's cathartic. I mean, in lawn mowing simulator, I watched the trailer. I was like, you literally mow lawns. But those I games are huge. Can, eh? Farm Simulator yeah. is like one of the best selling games in Europe. It's crazy. Mm. Um, yeah. Gang Beasts coming this winter. That's another game we should play. Gang beasts, my goodness. Um, and Lumbia Jack. Lumbia Jack. So are you a name. bear? Must be. Lumbia Jack. Lumbia Jack on Steam. Jack is a humble bear with a simple dream to return nature <laughs> to its former glory with the help of his trusty actors and his animal friends. Looks great. Oh my goodness, how cute is this? Yeah, it's very cute. So this is, okay, well, my, my trailer's not playing, but from, from what I saw, oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, so it's not out, yeah, it's only coming out in 2022. Uh, looks very fun. Chop your way through forest construction sites and more exciting locations in a variety of puzzles which utilize elements in the world around you. Solve puzzles by tinkering with the environment. Reduce, reuse, and recycle ways to upgrade your chopping abilities. Save a quirky cast of animal friends and team up with them to save the day. Take down an My evil goodness. corporation, death set on destroying nature as we know it. Huh. <laughs> looks cool. That's cool. Yeah, looks cool. Yeah, uh, so that, release date 2022. And then Far Changing Tides, which is a port of a... Uh, it's like an adventure, like survival game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's survival something, something. So yeah, lots of cool. uh, Nintendo That's goodness. All the Nintendo stuff, yeah. Um, next up on news, do you got do you, do you like uh, Grand Theft Auto? Do you um, like the first three three D Grand Theft Autos? Because if um, so, I mean, this, this news is for you. <laughs> I think I think I was you know one of those people that uh always played them at friends but never owned them. Never actually owned them, yeah. Yeah, so I'd always. You know, you know that thing where you'd go to a friend's house and you'd be like, "Damn, we can just fuck around in this game with cheats. We can do unlimited ammo oh, yeah. or steal the car, cars, get, yeah. get the tank." <laughs> Never did the actual missions. So yeah, that's my experience with these three Grand Theft Autos. So yeah, GTA Three, Vice City, and San Andreas remasters reportedly in the works for release this year on Xbox, mm-hmm. PlayStation, Switch, PC, and mobile. So now, 
I think that's cool for anyone looking to, you know, relive the, that goodness from way back when. But I think it'll be interesting to play today purely because open world games have really come a long way since then. Mm. Um, mm. Those Grand Theft Autos, like I was telling you before we started recording, I, I distinctly remember seeing Grand Theft Auto 3 at, at a friend's house and being completely blown away by, oh my God, like this is a complete open world where I can go anywhere I want, which is like you pointed out, it's a real cultural moment. Like imagine living that, whatever, you know. But I think today those worlds will feel very empty in comparison yes, to yeah. what we have. Like even Grand Theft Auto V, which came out, oh my God, like at the end of the PS3, however many years ago. 2013. Yeah, like Crazy. even that, that was jam-packed with a whole lot of activities. Um, yeah. Th that's, that was eight years ago. Like now, modern day, you, you've come to expect a lot more from Grand Theft Auto games. Like GTA 6, I think is going to be insane with the, number, yeah. the amount of detail that they stuff into that. Um, but yeah, look, I'm, I'm still keen to see how they look. I mean, if I were to pick one, San Andreas is is obviously the latest release out of those three and probably the, you know, the best out of all of them, I'd argue. And it was, I, I remember playing that. It was a fun GTA. You play as um old CJ <laughs> back in your hood trying to, you know, get, get your, get your shit together. It was a good time. It's probably the, uh, I mean, before GTA 5 came out, it was probably the most recognizable gta like mm. i feel like everyone knows san andreas and i think the um you know gta 5 going back and uh, exploring more of san andreas and uh los santos uh mm. was really part of the game's appeal so yeah that's cool i i'm i'm with you though like the the reports here say that they are remasters they are definitely um aiming to capture the same feel uh, of these yeah. games not remake them uh even though they're being apparently remastered in the unreal engine uh the ui is going to be kept similar although it will be like spruced up a little bit for mm. you know bigger resolution screens so there's, it's definitely it seems like it's more work than a let's upraise this thing yeah. but not not a remake you know this isn't a mm. this isn't like gta 5 but san andreas uh yeah. is what i'm getting at so yeah, that's but cool. But I, I do, I do wonder if there will be any modern touches. Like, will you be able to hide behind cover, for example? Yeah, because that not, only came in GTA Four. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I remember playing. Weirdly enough, I remember playing Vice City, um, and just like standing in the open. Like, how am I supposed to survive <laughs> this? <laughs> how does how does this work? So yeah, look, I'm, I'm yeah, curious to see. That's that's cool. Uh, the thing that that caught my eye on this was that Rockstar is reportedly using the performance of these remasters as a a gauge to see whether they should remaster other games, including the first Red Dead Redemption. Which, hmm, listen, that's good. if they're gonna Your do attention. that, just put it in the fucking Red Dead Redemption Two engine. Just give me that. Yeah. I didn't like Red Dead Redemption Two that much. That's fine. I love the first game, like yeah. adore that first game. So having a way to play that with like spruced up graphics, I'm fucking mm. there day one. So yeah. Damn. Um, What next on news? Shall we dive to one of your highlights maybe? Frostpunk 2. Yes. PC. Yes. I, I've spoken about Frostpunk on this podcast before. This game mm -hmm. 
it marries like a <laughs> survival sim and a moral simulator really with a a city building management game. Um, so essentially the premise of the first game is a deathly winter has um, fallen, you know, the planet and mm -hmm. civilization is kind of like broken down and you are part of a last group of survivors trying to keep humanity alive. And as such, you have to make some hard decisions. Like, do you uh, put into law things like child labor? Do you... Mm -hmm do you execute like religious zealots who are like sowing seeds of doubt in your workforce? Um, do you, you know, everything is based on warmth. So which sectors of your city do you keep warmer than others to prevent workers from getting sick? You know, yeah, uh, stuff like that. It's really good. It, it makes you make some really challenging decisions in the, um, in the pursuit of survival. Uh, so this, sequel takes place 30 years after you've supposedly survived uh, the winter. Sure. And it seems like the new resource that is going to be central is oil. Oil. Um, oil. So maybe using oil to Keep that rebuild society <laughs> yeah, or something like that. So there's no release date. There was no gameplay, but Oops. fuck, if I'm... Excited for the! I'm so excited for this game. Look uh, at this yeah. key art, though. Jeez, it's crazy, like, yeah. It's hectic. it really captures the vibe of this game, like cold, like you know, really harsh uh, uh, gameplay elements. It's it's great. I think the one of the coolest things about this game is that its sound effects and music can yeah. actually convey the feeling of being cold. Uh, like Lord. you play the game and you can win when the the temperature drops or a a spurt of even colder weather is coming in you can feel that just through the audio it's exquisite oh, nice. really really good yeah i'm excited for this yeah. game there we go that's coming out um we actually don't have that much news this week but we've got oh oh my god <laughs> So abandoned real-time experience app only contains a five-second teaser. So very. Do you want to run recap. us through the the history of abandoned? Yeah. So like in 10, 20 seconds, abandoned is a game coming out which people have been suspecting is the Silent Hill remake. You know, there's there's ties to PT, there's ties to Kojima, but like we've seen over the past few months that maybe it's just a game that's coming out which the developer may or may not have played into the hype of you know people's expectations is yeah. it a silent hill anyways people have been like well we want to see this game like give us some sort of hints and after a long time we finally got a five second teaser which i've not watched so maybe have you seen it have you yeah, given your five seconds someone this? walking on a wooden floor that's it oh it's, here we go here's, here's a teaser let's it's see. real real you have to go into like a minute of this thing because this is like the whole app at the moment uh, uh, yeah there, there's a teaser if you go back a little bit there that that was it so yeah, let me see so the, this whole app so so instead of releasing a video this developer what uh, blue box games i think they're called mm -hmm. made a big deal of like we are putting out this app which features a new way to experience trailers which they say is a real-time experience now at first i was like well that's just a demo like yeah that's what it is but it's actually worse than a demo because it's not um oops 
you can't interact with it. This, it isn't gameplay. All it is yeah. is instead of them recording gameplay <laughs> and putting out a video, they are just rendering said gameplay in real time on your console. So the idea is like you can see how this is running on your console, but it's still non-interactive. So like mm. it doesn't give you a sense of what the game is. So this app was meant to come out in like fucking June, I think. Um, sure. And it got delayed, it got delayed, it got delayed. It came out last week and it was broken. Like, And they took uh, a while to patch it. And then they finally get it up. And all there is is this five-second teaser and these like placeholders for more stuff coming for soon. For more, like, yeah. This thing so, is five gigabytes. What the <laughs> fuck is this? So for, for audio listeners, we've got the first one released. It's called Introduction. And you've got more coming called Cinematic Reveal. Then just one called trailer, and then one another called release trailer, and then gameplay demos, gameplay demonstration one, gameplay demonstration two. So like, I think look, the idea of having an app where you get to see things real time, like that's that's pretty novel, right? Yeah. But wouldn't it have been better to be like, here we'll put you in this one room which you can explore, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. like because then you get a sense of the mood, the lighting, the movement, like PT. you know. PT yeah. was an hour-long I mean, demo, you know? Yeah, but you don't even need an hour-long demo. It's like you could literally put all your attention into one room, let mm. people walk around it, have a look. Like that to me would be more like, oh, okay. A vibe like check a, demo. This is a different kind of teaser. Yeah, it's not a five-second logo. It's me getting to walk around, whatever. So this is just weird that it's like, I get the, the idea of like, this is rendered real time. This is so unique. But at the end of the day, it's like I can just go to youtube and watch this teaser, i just you know? I, I i mean they have said they're putting this out on youtube as well so it's like yeah. i just don't get it like i you know and on top of it i think i think the studio they did a real icarus they flew way too close to the sun where they yeah. they kind of invited the speculation that this was more than it was and you know they did things like tweet out like Abandoned isn't actually the name of the game. It starts with an S and ends with an L. And everyone's like, Silent Hill. Silent Hill, yeah. Like, if you know that sort of attention is coming at you already, to stoke those fires and then turn around and say, whoa, the attention has really fucked up the perception of this game. Like, you can't do that. Like, yeah. So I... Unless... I personally don't... Nah, no. (laughs) I don't think this is a Hideo Kojima thing. I don't think this is a... You know, this is anything other than... An indie dev who's really fucked up, like what they thought was a good idea. Um, and I personally think, like, if you are taking months and months and months to put out what is essentially just a container for a demo, and that you know you struggle to release just this, how are you in- invoking a sense of like, how are people meant to trust that you can make a game? If you're failing yeah. on these basic things, like it's a real bad advertisement for what eventually might be a game. It might not be. There's some really funny uh, posts of people going, this thing is just going to fucking mine Bitcoin off your PS5 or something. <laughs> so I don't Good. know. It, it seems real sleazy at the moment. And the, yeah. the, the way they keep trying to draw attention to themselves while showing really nothing and then complaining about the over-attention. The over yeah. You know, so. Unless unless the the game director comes out on video and he pulls his mask off and it's Kojima and Kojima says, "Hey, this is a Scooby Doo game." <laughs> so, <laughs> this is How did the this, this this is the real time. You you just see Fred in a really realistic <laughs> ascot 
Um, you this see the orange a, of uh, Velma's jersey. Oh my God, this is a Scooby Doo game set in the uh, Stranding universe. Oh dear God, <laughs> let me out here. Let's go to the yeah. next news story. Just um, get me off this next, bus. Let's get get uh, to more garbage quickly. So no surprise. More, oh God, yeah. Okay. More Blizzard news this week. Diablo Four's game director is out. Um, so I think this is Luis Barriga. Lu- Louis Barrick, I don't know how you want to pronounce it. And Damn, is your Pora as well? Uh, I don't know. And lead designer Jesse McCree departed in Battle Studio. So my my first thing, I was like, Jesse McCree, is that not the same? Is that not the name of the Overwatch character? And it turns out, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this he is dude the namesake is the namesake of, the character. of Overwatch's good cowboy, which mm-hmm. makes me wonder. So these two have left, right? And I don't think there's details. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's any details that have come out other than they just no longer work there. Um, so the statement there you can read, we can confirm Luis Barriga, Jesse McCree, and yeah. Jonathan LaCraft no longer with the company. We have a deep and talented roster of developers already in place and new leaders have been assigned where appropriate. We are confident in our ability to grow and progress, deliver amazing experiences to our players and move forward to ensure a safe, productive work environment for all. So... Interestingly enough, I think was it all three of them, or one or two of these people were also in that that infamous Cosby suit photo, a uh, Cosby suite photo that's been going around. Yeah, so I, I don't know about the other two, but McCree was definitely in that. He was there, um, yeah, yeah, and that that was when I first heard his name. Um, it was people going, "Oh, damn, the namesake for McCree is involved in yeah. this garbage uh, Bill Cosby suite shit." So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, it, it no, actually it, says that there uh, in the article. Yeah. yeah. But he's it, been it, with do, Blizzard since 2005. Which is just wild. I mean, after 16 years. But it does make me wonder just in this specific instance, like, what do you do now it, with Overwatch? Do you just leave that character in there? or do I you, think you rename it. I, you rename I, them. Apparently, you to, yeah. I saw articles where the uh, Overwatch League commentators were being told or shying away from mentioning McCree by name as a character. (laughs) The Hanun character is currently... (laughs) But like I was saying before this recording, like, it's really shit that this, you know, it's great that this is coming to light. No Mm. question about it. Um, But, you know, there's this weird situation now where you see all the moves that Blizzard as a company made to... You know, retcon, yes, but uh, make their characters more symbolic Inclusive, of like yeah. marginalized groups in, yeah. in Overwatch. Um, you had like Soldier Seventy Six being written as a gay character. Um, mm. You have you have the the variety of like body types in um, in Overwatch Two and ethnicities of of characters. Mm. And now you you just constantly second guessing was this done in good faith by people who believe in that or was it done as a performative thing while you know using it as a shield to hide the garbage acts of people yeah. like like jesse mccree so yeah i don't know i don't know it's real shit but yeah. the garbage keeps getting thrown out in blizzard and uh this is good i did see late yesterday as well uh, astro gaming you know the peripheral mm-hmm. maker long-time sponsors of the call of duty league uh they actually last year signed a contract to keep them as a principal sponsors till 2022 uh they've pulled out uh just ahead sure. of the world champs 
Interesting. So that's the sort of shit that uh, will perk up Bobby Kotick's ears. Um, over, yeah, over yeah. time. And it's good. That is good. Mm. Like, you know, if the only thing that people listen to is money, then that's how you get it done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens yeah. next week with this Blizzard. is yeah and this has uh, honestly been a, an ongoing weekly thing since the lawsuit yeah. came out like a month ago now the revolving um, door but, of garbage there yeah but last last piece of news which we'll do we're doing a complete 180 in the garbage and turning to Idris Elba is now Knuckles in the Sonic <laughs> movie <laughs> sequel <which> is, <laughs> Ah, you, this is so wild. So I he, could he have, tweeted, you could have given me a hundred guesses and I would have never oh, guessed. Oh, you'd this. never have guessed. But he tweeted knock knock. Um and With then hashtag a, Sonic Movie 2, hashtag Knuckles, and then an image of Knuckles. Yeah, Knuckles, Knuckles uh, is famous gloves. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then it was uh, it was confirmed uh, later on that he would be voicing Knuckles the Echidna uh in the sequel. Uh which already features uh Tails. Although, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, the voice actor for Tails hasn't been announced. So, yeah, that's it's, cool. Uh, that's, I, have yeah. you watched the Sonic movie? I, I have not watched it. It's fun. I I watched it on a whim with uh, Shani. We didn't go to the movies to watch it. We watched it mm. well after release. And, like, I got to the end of it and I was like, that was fun. You know, that was, yeah. you know. Well, yes, I think it's, if, if you it's going juvenile knowing, it's, and silly, it's but it's a Sonic cool. movie ultimately. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the uh, the character redesign saved that film because yeah, throughout that movie, I was just picturing the old design in there, and I was like, this would have been a very different <laughs> movie uh, if that had stayed yeah. in. So yeah, I think also cool. to look, not not have not seen the movie, but I do think getting um, the talents of Jim Carrey was also very crucial. Oh man, he hams it work. up like yeah. crazy in that film. It is yeah, like I think that's a great casting for that yeah. character. Oh, so. 100%, yeah. And like he he definitely gets his more video gamey look by the end of that film and I'm keen to see mm. him do more weird shit. It's but uh Ben Schwartz's Sonic is real good. Uh yeah. really really good voice and yeah, it's just fun. So keen cool. to see more. So let's Let's end news on that little positive random nugget. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's all this week. How long uh, till it takes people wanting to fuck knock Knuckles the Echidna because it's voiced by Idris Elba? <laughs> God, I don't know. I love the, the strap line here. Echidna, believe it. <laughs> Eurogamer is very good at their puns. Like Great. Top tier, top tier pun game. Uh, Amazing. Cool. Shall we get to questions? Yes. If you want to send us questions, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on all our social platforms uh, at checkpointchat on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook. Not um, OnlyFans. Not yet, you know. Not not just OnlyFans. Um, sorry, let me just pull this up quickly. So we had an in- interesting exchange of questions from, well, we had MJ Khan who sent a question. He said, um, not really a question, but I'm still mad at how Tony Hawk, the game, handled its Xbox Series X upgrade, mm. screwing over physical disc owners. Mm. Uh, question though, oh, so he does actually have a question. Do you think we will ever get a fighting game as good as Je- Def Jam Fight for New York? Oh, what a game. What so I'm, not, a I'm, game. I'm glad you've played this game because I haven't. I have Yo. no no touch point or anything if i'm not mistaken i played it on the original xbox let me actually check if there was maybe a different def jam uh, so 
Jam. While you're looking that up, um, Zaid Krill comes in and says, I said this about Def Jam Fight for New York in my review a thousand years ago. It is conceivably the next step in the evolution of one-on-one fighting games. Um, I stand by that statement, even if no developer has chosen to take inspiration from it. Yeah, so it was Def Jam Fight for New York that I played um, on the original Xbox. There was Def Jam Icon that came out for 360, and that might be the last one that came out. So essentially it was like a fighting game, but with real-world rappers in there. So yes, like yeah, so Exhibit like- and Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube and Sean Paul and it was real ridiculous. Um, but so yeah, it was it was like a one-on-one brawler. Um, oh, this is a PS2 game. Yeah, oh. it was a brawler. I you know I don't know if I would define it as a fighting game per se, like a Tekken or something like that. It felt more. Like the style of like your your side scrolling brawlers and almost like a smash game, you know what I mean? It definitely was one on one, but it to me at the time felt more casual. But boy, was it fun! Like really, really, go. really fun. <laughs> Look at this roster. Is that Kanye? <laughs> it's it's a ridiculously good roster. Like, oh and then goodness. the fights are all these. You know, is that exhibit? Un- yeah, <laughs> underground fights using virus. It reminds me a lot of uh, at the time there was uh, backyard wrestling. So WWE uh, made a, like oh a backyard wow. wrestling Oof. game, and it was similar to that, like environmental attacks and stuff like that. Amazing! How do they get this cost of people in here, dude? I, this game must have cost so much fucking money um, yeah. for licensing, and I, I bet that's why we didn't see many more because I'm pretty sure it didn't. Yeah, um, yeah, and you could like straight up kill people. Um, it was real like, fucking crazy shit. So, great game. Uh, I would love to see it back, but I think the licensing must be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you created your own fighter. You chose their fighting style. Uh, and there was like a whole career mode. Like, career mode in a fighting game before NetherRealm, the MK9 yeah. type of thing. Amazing. Uh, very, so very cool tutorial. game. Yeah. Sure. So, was it completely 2D though? What did that person uh, well, it's like Saiyan? it was 3D, but it was, uh, you know, fixed camera uh, sort of. Because in the, the the earlier footage, you saw, you know, people being slammed into. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah like it's definitely definitely there. 3D like okay. movement. Um, Amazing. <laughs> I mean, the the I mean, looking huh? back, these character models aren't bad. Like they they look no. like the gears of all chunky Unreal yeah. Engine type of things, but like <laughs> so, really good. Somebody in the crowd is holding a weapon. Wait, what did you can that grab say? it from them? Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know. Well, I'll say I don't know how I missed this, but I, I never owned a PS2. So there's like a huge gap in my, my gaming history with that era. I was playing PC games and not PS2 games back then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the MJ, I don't know. Maybe like Alessandro said, maybe there have been talks about doing it, but the licensing must just be like, how much would you have to pay to get all these big name brands? And you're oh, like, I- hey, let's, let's get Drake in here. Oh shit, but he wants like, five million dollars ten million dollars like i can't even imagine per, like, do I, that per per cast character and then it's like that's not even development that's just the name i think it was a very different time then like especially yeah. like it was a more novel so maybe you know the the uh the artists in question didn't charge as much because it wasn't seen as a reaching as many people now but now you get you've got like travis scott and ariana grande getting paid Literal millions. Like Ariana Grande got paid like 10 million just to be in Fortnite. 
So like this, this sort of game will never happen again. Unfortunately, yeah. like it just won't. So last last comments from these two on Twitter. So MJ was saying, amazing roster, great customization, creative finishes, revolutionary fighting system that mm-hmm. adapts various styles and builds on them. Fun story, amazing replay value. It's the perfect fighting game. I actually completely okay. forgot about all the fighting style stuff. So yeah, I oh God, 100% yeah. agree. Like the fact and that then, you had a fighting game with fighting styles that you could customize was like my goodness. awesome. Uh, then Zaid adds, I think if Def Jam Icon hadn't screwed with the mechanics so much, this franchise would still be a thing. Pity mm-hmm. a remake remaster is highly improbable. I, I mean, I don't agree because <laughs> it wouldn't be a thing. It, that's not why it got put down. Yeah. Like the game never made close to enough money it needed to to justify to paying it, all those yeah. artists. Yeah, and it's like last, I mean, last... it's like um, licensed music in games. Like it's, it's just, yeah, you know. The last comment from MJ. Icon disappointed me more than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Damn. It's real disappointing. Damn, son. <laughs> okay, we have a question from Megs who says, if still available, should I watch all the Netflix Marvel series, including the prequel that is mainly set at the HQ of the character that Samuel L. Jackson portrays at? You mean um, Nick Fury? So I presume he means the agents of Shell. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, if you're talking about just the Netflix Marvel universe, which is a separate thing. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's also Daredevil and um, yeah, that's Daredevil, Punisher. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, mm. uh, and Punisher. Yeah. Um, mm. there are certain ones I think you should watch. So I think Jessica Jones is fantastic. Uh, I think Daredevil, all three seasons. Uh, season two of Daredevil's, eh. but the overall arc of Daredevil is really, really good. Um, mm. You also see probably the best representation of Wilson Fisk out there, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm. Um, very, very good. Wilson Fisk is in the the dude from the Spider Man universe. Mm-hmm. Well, the big, the, the big, big like mobster okay. boss. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um, I say he's the best, but I keep forgetting that. In um, the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck, which is a terrible movie, uh, <laughs> we had a very, very good Wilson Fisk. Uh, let me see. The, I think the actor's passed away now. Oh, yeah, uh, Movie. He was in. He uh, was in the Green Mile. Uh, what's his name? I've missed that entire the, that whole s- uh, segment of Marvel shows. I have not watched a single one. Michael Clark Duncan. You know okay. That. Yeah, he was a Wilson Fisk, and he was fantastic. He was the only good thing about that movie, to be honest. My goodness. Um, so, yeah, I would watch Daredevil and Jessica Jones and uh, definitely Punisher. Punisher's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think Luke Cage has a good first half of its first season and then, like, is just bad. Uh, and I think Iron Fist is bad all round. Um, and then you have the the Netflix Avengers thing called the Defenders which is all four of them teaming up and that was bad as well my goodness but those those universe those characters all exist in the greater MCU I presume or or was it like I think they got retconned out yeah So I, they, they did, they did at a point, like they would reference events happening in the films. Like they'd be like, oh, the Avengers fucked up New York or whatever. But if I'm not mistaken, when Disney like shut that shit down and was like, hey, we're going to make series on Disney plus, I think they retconned them out of it. 
Amazing. So it's like Thanos snapped half the universe gone, oh, we, we brought half of them back except the yeah, defenders. Except them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're gone for good. Damn uh, it. I think also, Amazing. if I'm not mistaken, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got retconned uh, because it brought in elements that they are kind of like wanting to revisit with some future series. So I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, yeah, uh, I missed it as well. I heard it was good, but I never I never watched it. I only watched the Netflix stuff. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, based on that, it was very... Uh, I mean, yeah, Jessica, Jessica Jones' first season is genuinely phenomenal. Like, really, really yeah. good. And Punisher's two seasons are, like, really, really good. So if you're going to just watch those, you'd be happy. But I think Daredevil's worth a watch as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have two final questions from Chelo Zere. Big shock. Oh. Oh. Question one. He says, who's the best comedic actor and what's that actor's best movie in your opinion? Hmm. Hmm. Best comedic this is a, actor. This is a difficult one because you could go, I don't know, you could go with someone modern or you could go, you could dip into the early 2000s. Like I immediately think of Adam Sandler, who I used to mm. love watching. Yeah, he had some great movies. Um, Little Nicky. Yeah, little Nikki, oh, Big Daddy. So Big Daddy was great. Um, yeah. But then I also think of Jim Carrey, who we mentioned earlier. He also had some great, like Liar Liar is still one of my favorite movies. Like what a what a great wholesome movie back then. Um, and and just go, like some amazing hard hitting films like The Truman Show. Yeah. Um, Ace Ventura, not oh, hard hitting, but like, real funny. Yeah. yeah. But then you could go back even further to more retro stuff. Like I love Leslie Nielsen, um, who used to do Naked Guns. He was yes. an airplane, like those those good spoof movies, you know. Um, I suppose you could look at anyone also, any anyone who sort of started their career on Saturday Night Live generally tends to be like a comedian who goes on to do stuff, you know, in their life. I mean, pretty much everyone we've mentioned did start there. Yeah, they had a they had a an origin there and and like yeah. you said yeah most big comedy actors that you see now all had their roots there like i think yeah. one of my favorites is will farrell i know people yeah. find his shit juvenile but i think it's yeah he, he's a, he's had some movies like the other guys where it's him and mark Wahlberg, which is like one of my favorite comedy movies ever mm. i think mark Wahlberg is a real um <laughs> comedy gem Dude, genuinely he's, he's, he's a wild card mark Wahlberg. it's like is he a serious actor or is he oh. Is he a comedian being serious? God, he, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he can be like he can be a real deadpan serious character in a comedy, mm. and it just comes off. I mean, that is the other guys. It's like this buddy cop movie where he's the serious guy, and and Will Ferrell's like this blundering idiot, and it's just yeah. phenomenal. What a great film! And I mean, when, in that in that same vein, uh, you've got Robert Downey Jr. Like. Mm. A due date with him and Zach Galifianakis is also one of my favorite comedy films. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I think uh, in terms of like one that comes to mind as well, Steve Carell. Yes, I think he's absolutely he's like I mean the, the most obvious uh, you know example of his work is The Office, mm-hmm. where like you, I don't I don't think you could have cast anyone else as Michael Scott. He just nails that role. And I mean, you, it's funny that I, I got served a video a few months ago when I was watching The Office with Lenska, where it's like people who, um, you know, um, what's the word, auditioned for you know certain roles. And you see some actors who auditioned for 
you know, Michael Scott, you're like, oof. It just like didn't they, work. They, they they good actors, but it just wouldn't mm. quite have worked. So, but but it shows you like how how much the show missed him when he left. Like they oh, tried yeah, to get 100%. Will Ferrell in, they tried to get James Spader in for a stint, and they just could not match the same energy. Mm. Like, yeah, he's yeah. he's really, and he's been in some serious films since, like, mm. uh, fought, um, what's it called, Foxcatcher, which is really really good. Um, mm. Yeah, I I like Steve Carell, Steve Carell yeah. a lot. Yeah, so that's a that's a good pick. Um, <laughs> I think one of one of his bests also. Um, what's it called? Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling. Oh uh, so yeah, good. I love that. It's movie. like one of that my was, favorite romantic yeah. comedies ever. It's mm. so good. Um, Real good. Yeah, I think that yeah, answers that. I mean, I don't think we chose one, but we gave you a list of actors. We gave liked. you a list of great <laughs> films to watch if you never have. Yeah. Um, and then this, I thought, is an interesting question. So Chilo says... Are we fighting um, an orangutan again? <laughs> so he did ask me this on stream. Um, I can't remember when, probably a few weeks ago. It says, if you had the opportunity to win $50 million, if you were able to get a bronze in an Olympic event and had four years to prepare for it, what event would you participate in? Oh. So it's like you've got four, like let's assume you don't have to work. You've got four four full years to just straight up train for an Olympic event. And if you get a bronze, you're going to So I don't even need to come first. I just need to come third. Just need a bronze, yeah. So it's it's a good question hmm. because like you have to think it's something that you, you, you know, you, you've, you know, even partially talented in. Um, and so, but yet it has to be something vague enough that the the competition's not like that hardcore, if that makes sense. Like, or that you can you, skill up in like really, it's not based on age because there's some no. like sports where you've, we've passed our peaks possible already, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's like, for example, you could never do the, the hundred meter dash because I think no, that no. is just, that is one of the most like highly contested. Like if you're in a golden hundred meter dash, you are like an actual god yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and i think there's no amount of training that would get me even close no. to that yeah um, so it's like you need to pick something possibly obscure like i think of um mm-hmm. what is the event called but there is shooting or something yeah yeah so uh, like, is it skit shooting yeah where, where they've got like the pistol and they're just like yeah so it's like mm, like that that doesn't i mean age that's might a, be a that, factor that's a, but you know. i don't think so because i think the winners the winner there this year was like 50 something years old Joel. um <laughs> the the problem you have in that is legacy because people have been doing it for so long exactly yeah so like breaking in just with four years might be challenging yeah hmm. but then i do think of you know what? What can I take advantage of? So it's like I'm tall. Could I do high jump? Um, but even that, it's like hard to nece- isn't necessarily the thing. You have to have, you know, a good technique and have the ability to launch yourself from Earth <laughs> up two meters. Which is what, just... what about what about uh, this? Is actually something Portugal's pretty decent at. Uh, but three v three basketball, which was at the Olympics. Oh, let's see that that could be something viable. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a whooper snapper, but I mean, I'm relatively fit. It, I could. I could. But become it's like super it's an buff. obscure. It's an obscure version of basketball. So it's not the yeah. mainstream basketball. You're tall, and it's a team game. So you can yeah. rely on the skills of your teammates as well. <laughs> get me the two best South African basketball players and me. We'll train and we'll get that bronze. We'll, yo, 
So yeah, is is basketball your your no, choice? No, I'd be I'd be fucking garbage at basketball. Um, <laughs> I mean, my my immediate choice would be swimming because I mm. did that competitively for a long time. But I've passed my peak for that. Like the yeah, these swimmers that are winning medals are like five years younger than me and have been swimming for like decades. So there is no fucking way. It's yeah. the same with running. Like there's n- no amount yeah. of training that will get me to that level. Um, what if you do something like um? Hmm where you just spend the next four years getting real ripped at gym and you do like shot put or something shot put or like weightlifting uh weightlifting i don't know i watch yeah i watch those weightlifters and like how are your knees not snapping (laughs) and all of that way like i'm always worried because you see the leg shaking yeah like oh god something's gonna give way like one time it's gonna give way and i want to witness that and i've seen i mean my sister is a big competitor in CrossFit and she's been training dedicated for like three, four years now. And she's mm. still got a way to go to until where she wants to be. So it's like, yeah, sometimes four years ain't enough. Like, it's, yeah. And I mean, I, your sister works very hard at CrossFit. So <gasps> do it's you like, know what I would do? Because I think if you practice enough, you could actually get it is ice curling. <laughs> Because that's like... That could work. That's, that's, that's that, all like technique. And, it's um, technique and feel and it plays out in real time. Like, you know, you're trying to knock other other balls over. So it's not mm. just... I think ice curling would be a cool one. Ice also, curling. it's just a fucking cool sport. So mm. another one I think would be cool is mountain... Uh, uh, the, the wall climbing, you know, like... Which was which was new at the Olympics this yeah. year. Yeah. So that that's weird because that's I'd say that's kind of obscure because mm. you know it's it's like a very specific kind of sport. But then I watch some of those sprints oh, and they're good. The speed climbing is crazy. Fly up those walls. I'm like, I can't do that. So what I didn't know is that um speed climbing the walls, uh all of them are standardized. So yes, the one that you yeah. climb here is the one that you climb at the Olympics. It's not mm. you the 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 challenge in those events is just speed. It's not figuring mm. out how to climb it. So I reckon if you had four years and that's all you did, maybe yeah. Yeah, like maybe it's still obscure enough that you can get some some headway in four years' time. So you um, saying shooting or three v three basketball? I I don't know. It's difficult. Like even the basketball shooting to me is a thing of like, if I had nothing to do for four years, if I just Mm. like really committed to it, like I could maybe get proficient. Um, But basketball, I just think I have to get good at basketball and just be very. And our coordination. And (laughs) yeah, I play call of duty, man. I'm I'm good at shooting. (laughs) I think, I think ice curling is my one because it's, I think I'd have a lot of fun doing that. And then mm. the only problem with that is I'd have to be cold like every day of my life. My God. And yeah. who wants that? Yeah, who wants, who wants that? that? But I think I could yeah. I think I could win a silver. I mean, you do bronze. realize that that cello's gonna say that's a very boomer answer because only old people do ice curling. Ice curling is like one of the most popular <laughs> winter Olympic sports. It's so popular. Like people I love just that shit. Be- I want to be one of those dudes who just sweeps the ass. Exactly. I don't even have to be the dude letting go of the thing. I'm just the sweeper. I'm just... (laughs) You're just there going... (laughs) Exactly. Fantastic. I'm there, man. I think think it'll be great. Yeah. Okay. Well, there there you go. Ice curling for you and... What about darts? I never thought of darts. Is darts an Olympic sport? I don't actually know. Hmm. I could do darts. Just four years of drinking beer and throwing things at a wall. Throwing darts at a board. 
Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you, know. you see those world champion darts people. They look like that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this dude, the, the local legend at his pub. Yeah, he's, he's just drinking, scouts. <laughs> just drinking 10 fucking glasses of Guinness a day and throwing darts oh at the wall for eight hours. Amazing. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go, Chilla. We, we're going to win that $50 million. That's a lot of money. That is to work a real ton hard, of money. But, yeah. Yeah, that's all that's all the questions. Um cool. we still hit the one hour forty three mark. We yeah. we good at talking shit, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um if you want to send us questions, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also uh find us on all the social platforms at checkpoint chat on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. Everywhere. All the places. Yeah, everywhere. All uh, of the places. That's been episode 156 of Checkpoint Chat. Uh, as always, mm -hmm. if you've got this far, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We like. love your support. And Drop a, a like and subscribe if yeah, you drop a like feel and subscribe. In, uh, inclined. Um, it just helps us crack that YouTube algorithm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're on watching on YouTube, uh, like, subscribe, comment mm, as well. Share love. with your friends. Oh, one, sorry, one random thing. I just remembered uh, Malesh left a comment on our last video, which oh. I found fascinating because last week we had the, you know, the what color pack of chips, salted, salted yes, chips. Yes, yes, yes. So he said that in Australia, let me just find this comment before we go. The official salt and vinegar in Australia is pink. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. I, I think so I've, there go. I, Shani and I watch uh, MasterChef Australia, and if I'm not mistaken, the dude actually used chips in a like a chocolate dessert thing, Some chips. and it was like a, like a pinkish purplish color. So, listen, I'm just glad they have it there because I know so many countries that America doesn't have salt and vinegar, they find it disgusting. What? So, oh. yeah. crazy. It's crazy talk. Crazy yeah. talk. Uh, but yeah. Thank you so much for listening, uh, and we will see you next week. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye.